Crusaders, and welcome to another edition Hi. of Batman the Anis. I hate you so much. Batman, the animated series podcast. I'm your host, Alex Robson, and with me as always is my co-host, my brother, comic book artist and writer, and two-timing son of a bitch, Will Robson, <laughs> say hello, Will. Did you say two-timing? <laughs> How you doing, Big Bad Will? Did I throw you off? Did I throw your intro off? Yeah, but we're fine. We're rolling. Oh. And this is Would you like to time? take a second chance at that take? You could take two on that. It's me, Big Bad Harv. I'm looking for nipples and forearms to burn. (laughs) So before we even start this podcast, I just want to say, because I was corrected, and I'm very happy to admit when I'm wrong, but a listener told me that last episode I said that Richard Mole was the voice of Hardak in the Heart of Steel episodes, which he isn't. That somebody else, when we get to those episodes, will be able to review that. But I admit... I was wrong. Richard Mole is the voice of the back computer, but not the voice of Hardak. So just clearing that up right off the bat. In the heart of that, 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 you ought to know by now. Who <laughs> does sh- the voice of me? <laughs> I should that. know by now. Yeah. Um, and also, I just said right off the bat, which is pretty funny because, you know, it's a Batman podcast. Oh, very funny. Really top quality. <laughs> it's so funny. I didn't laugh. You doubled down? I, yes, I doubled down. <laughs> I did, there was a point where I did uh, Two-Face in the last episode where I sounded just like him, and I can't do it again. There was a couple not lines I did when I was like, uh, like I'm going for the purple purple, and I, I tried to do it now, and I, I lost it. I just had it for a brief well, second. It, the way you said it was like, I'm going to give you a purple nipple, yeah, boy. And it was, it was really good, yeah. Um, all right, kicking off things. How's the art life, buddy? How's it going? Well, I I finished drawing the Flash, thank God, because it was killing me. Because I was drawing a page a day, pencils and inks. Too much work for this little chubby boy that lives in the UK. <laughs> Would you say that you did it in a Flash? <laughs> I did. It, I say I did it twice as hard as I usually do. <laughs> um, so I, I finished that, and now I'm sort of doing some concept art for my creator own book at IDW, which is fun. And I'm kind of weighing my options. I had I had a little talk with Marvel yesterday. They said they might have something for me, so I'm weighing it up. But um, I don't know if I'll take it or not because I'm just very burnt out and I, I need time for myself. I've also got to start drawing um, this eight-page story for my Kickstarter book that will be, you know, that got fully funded. And I thank everybody very much for that. But I need to draw my part of the story so I can send it off to the printers and get it printed and send everyone's uh, rewards out. So I've got a lot on my plate. I have a bunch of other things I need to do as well. My April list has really stacked up and it's a lot of work that doesn't have any payment at the end of it. So it's a free working month. It's a double workload for you, boy. Uh, double shift. Oh. <laughs> Is this going to be the podcast now? I must have been like anywhere we can put double or two well, it's in a the pun. It's a two-face episode. Yeah. Also, the first two-parter, which is great. I think that's really Did you cool. see a two-parter? <laughs> I think that's uh, something that we didn't mention last time that deserves mentioning because that's very clever. All right. You ready to do a caped capers? Yep. Showtime. The Joker's escape from Arkham Asylum, Robin. All work and no play, you know. It's gonna be one of those nights. I don't have time for jokes. Hey, no problemo, Batman. Quiet. Come on, let's do a pizza run. You don't touch anything. 
say anything or do anything unless I tell you. Got it? Relax. You've had a busy day. Okay, this week's Caped Capers has been written in by listener Anton Holtzman. Anton has said, Batman and Robin enter a weightlifting contest for the chance to win $3 million. (laughs) But soon discover that Bane is also there. So the Caped Crusaders decide they will rig the contest and dress Superman up as Batman and enter him in it instead. (laughs) (laughs) That's fucking true. I love it. Yeah, it's really good. Thanks, Anton. Okay. Robin! Have you seen the stock market this morning? Wayne Enterprises has crashed. What, we are, Batman? We are, I, I just need three million to save the company, and we'll be fine. We'll be fine. Who's going to pay for my school supplies, Batman? School what? School supply? What? Crayons? That's the most important thing to me, Batman, in my life currently at this age of ten to twenty-two. <laughs> <laughs> why, why don't you focus on grieving on your, the death of your parents, guy? It's really healthy. It worked great for me. Anyway, Robin, we're broke. Oh my God, Batman! We're going to have to kill Alfred. I fired Alfred. He's gone. I could not afford him. He is gone. Alfred's gone. He's got no. He's not even leaving the door or anything. Not even a little hello, goodbye. I kicked that motherfucker to the curb. Oh my god! We were paying him like three million a year. That's what I need to raise to save the company. Am I safe here, Batman? I don't pay you, so you're fine. (laughs) Just eat eat some loose bats that are flying around (laughs) for protein. Come here, little bat. <laughs> I'm hungry. <laughs> you sound a bit like Michael Joker there, little Robert. <laughs> well, he was my dad in another episode. <laughs> uh, throwback. Yeah, editor's note. Go listen to our old episodes so you know what we're talking about. Anyway. Uh, okay, how are we going to do this, Batman? Well, there is a weightlifting competition. Top prize, three million. And you know me, I'm a pretty beefy guy, you know. You, Batman, you're bad. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm in, I'm in like my DKR body right now, babe. You know what I'm saying? I'm just like, boom. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm like fucking Eddie Hall up in this bitch. Oh, yeah. Look at this. You impressed, Robin. For the listeners that don't know, DKR stands for Dark Knight Returns. You should read it if you haven't. Oh, they fucking read it, bitch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You said jacked! I'm so jacked and flexing right in front of your face. Look at my veins! Okay, this is an easy win, Batman. Let's go play. There's there's, there's show muscles, Robin. Who's show muscles, I can't even I can't even lift a 25-pound dumbbell. What? They're all they're all shows. Have you been juicing? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Straight venom to the veins, baby. I've I've been drinking Hawaiian punch. I've been mixing that with some. Capri Sun, I've been all over the place. Been juicing hard. Batman, I still think you could win. Can we hurry this up and get to the contest, please? <laughs> <laughs> What's that? Someone just flew into the back game, Robin. Hey, wait, wait, wait. hey, yo. It's Superman. So, uh, I heard. You know hey, now I, sa- now I sound a little bit, uh, uh, <laughs> Baba Gadoo. What's his name? Yogi Berra. <laughs> <laughs> You sound like Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, Metropolis, I get no respect. No respect at all. They all love Lex. They don't like me. Yeah, take oh. Lois, for example, please. <laughs> <laughs> please take her. So, you know, Batman, well, Bruce, I know who you are. We're in the Batcave. You know when you bought my mom's He's a great phone. detective. Hey, I'm talking over him. <laughs> Sorry, Mr. Superman. Shut your mouth! Respect! <laughs> I'm sorry about that, he's new. It's okay, it's okay. 
So you know when you bought Kent's farm and you saved my family's farm, I hear that you're broke now and I thought I could pave it forward. I was just flying by and I overheard your conversation in the back cave, you know, that you need to, that you got show muscles. Well, guess what? These ain't for show, baby. These are powered by pure sunlight, you know what I'm saying? Okay, we got our plan, Batman. Let's do it. Okay, so they're at the weightlifting contest. Batman, I think that Superman, I mean, Batman, I'm confused. I'm not a very good detective. Whoever you are underneath that mask, I think we got this in the bag. Yeah. (laughs) I can't do a Stallone right now. You want me to take over? Yeah, take take over the Stallone. Okay. All right, you're dressed up as the Dark Knight. I like the choice of Alpha, by the way. You went DKR. Nice choice. Get that fat, fat bat signal going on there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, this, this is nice. I got the belt with the, the stuff in it, and I, I don't feel greedy and lazy. Right. Okay. Well, let's get you in. <laughs> oh, I feel, I look good and gray, you know? It's, it suits me. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just wait for him to shut up. Batman fucking hates Superman. Okay. All we got to do is the Atlas Stone lift to win the whole competition, Superman. Easy peasy. I got this in the bag, baby. Let's do it. So, what's going to happen? Do you think maybe Lex Luthor has put some crypto? Well, Bane's. Bane's oh, oh yeah, Bane's in this scenario. All right, so yeah, who's Bane then? Can you do Hulk? Oh, yeah, brother. Yeah, that's not bad. Bane as Hulk is great. Yeah, okay. Uh, Superman's doing good in the competition, and you can be. You, I'm not going to do Stallone anymore. You, you're, you're full on Superman. I gave up on that. So, you've just been pumping iron. But then you hear in the background, What's that catchy tune, you know? <laughs> when he pumps his guns with venom inside. <laughs> Got a luchador mask, his face he'll hide. Yeah! <laughs> Who is this amazing introduction? I am a real Mexican. Is <laughs> Bane Mexican? He is, he's oh, a luchador. Yeah, yeah, he is, that's true, yeah. Fight for the right of every Mexican. <laughs> That's a bit of an extra syllable in that one. I am a real luchador. Pump up my fist. Pump me with jail. <laughs> oh, yeah, brother. Who are you? You're pretty amazing, you know. <laughs> they, they say I'm Mexican, brother, but I sound like the old American to me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've been hanging out in these parts for too long. It's kind of weird that you wear a luchador mask, but your hair is coming out the sides, you know? It's oh, and on you top, but No, I got those blonde silky bangs, brother. <laughs> kind of looks like a mop, you know? It's just just picture Hulk Hogan with his big tash and his silky hair <laughs> sticking out of, like, all the folds in Bane's mask. Just Bane with that big tash. Oh, God. And still in his Hulkster costume, yeah. but it's Bane-colored. I love it. So I guess like the funny thing is, is that they're both cheating, right? Because Bane is using Venom yes. and Batman is, is Superman. Yes. Good detective work. <laughs> Thanks, Batman. <laughs> so do you think that, oh, I got it. Okay. 
So they're both lifting weights, right? They're like, okay, I'm, I'm going to be Batman, but this is easy for me. And you're doing the Venom, like, oh, I'm, I'm lifting, brother. I'm lifting. Oh, yeah, so, brother. I eat my vitamins every day. They're full of drugs, and I love them. <laughs> it's just straight Venom, brother. It's just straight Venom. He must be cheating, brother. I know he's eating some sort of crazy vitamins to be able to do that stuff. No, you know, I'm the Batman, you know. That's what I do. I'm just a Batman. <laughs> I meant the Batman. You sound nothing like him. <laughs> I don't even know who you are. So Bane's like, oh, I'm going to need some real juice for this. Some cosmic juice, brother. And he takes some kryptonite venom and he injects Ooh, it. This is a cool oh, little plot line for a comic. Yeah! And his tash turns green. I am a real luchador. <laughs> I am addicted to steroids. <laughs> And meanwhile, Robin's entered the contest without anyone knowing, and both of them get disqualified for cheating because they get discovered. And then it's like, well, the prize goes to third place, young master Robin. Ah, Batman, I win all the money. You have incredible core strength, Robin. (laughs) Well, I was, you know, I was an acrobat for a while, Batman. I guess I'm proud of you. Well, I got $3 million, Batman, so bye, Batman! <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, well, we need that to rehire Alfred. So. Oh, oh, we, Batman, we, the word is we now. <laughs> oh, don't you flip that shit on me. <laughs> <laughs> well, Batman, I was thinking that I would like my own signal in the sky, and mm. I would like my own car, mm. and I was thinking of changing it to Robin and Batman in, in, the, in the newspapers. What do you think? I think if you want to end up like your parents, you should just keep talking like that. <laughs> okay, well, we'll figure this out. Can we find Alfred now? I think he Hello, might be dead. Hello, everybody. I came in fourth place. Can you believe it? <laughs> Actually, Robin gets disqualified because he's too young and Alfred wins. Yeah. I just made my annual salary. <laughs> Little people don't know this, but when Batman's off, I'm just pumping goddamn iron in that Batcave. I wear a suit, but really, I'm fucking ripped under him, brother. He said, brother, Batman. <laughs> well, that's got some nice big old pipes there, brother. He's like, Alfred's my number one customer. <laughs> yeah, he buys vitamins all fucking day, brother. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, and that's Batman and Robin enter a weightlifting contest. Brother! (laughs) All right, if you enjoy this podcast, please be sure to leave us a five-star rating and a written review on whatever platform you're listening to us on right now as it helps us back grapple up the charts and attract both new listeners and guests. And if you leave a review, we'll read it out on the pod in our new You've Got Mail segment, which will be at the end of each episode. Mm, You've Got Mail. Because we are fueled by praise. Tell a friend about the pod or share it on your socials as that's the fastest way to grow a podcast. Also, go follow us on social media at Batman TAS Pod on Instagram, on TikTok, on Facebook, on YouTube, everywhere but Twitter, which is at Batman TAS Pod 1. And that's because why? Because we are the number one Batman the Animated Series podcast. 
You're goddamn right. And on our socials or in the description of this episode, you'll find our Linktree account, which also includes a tip jar where you can give us any amount of money you can afford to give if you so wish. Podcasts cost money and have become even harder to monetize these days. And as we aren't billionaire playboy philanthropists, any amount you can afford to give us is not necessary, but always greatly appreciated. And finally, you can follow me everywhere at Chef Alex Robson, and you can follow Will on his socials to stay up to date on what he's working on now and get a glimpse into the workday of a comic book artist and writer. Will, where can our listeners find you? Anywhere at Robson Inc. And that's Robson I-N-K. That's right. All right, we'll go straight into our casting call where we cast people in our live action fan casted Batman, the animated series universe. So if you listen to past episodes, every time we come across a new character, we cast them in the role that we see them being. So, for instance, last week we had Two-Face as Penn Badgley, which was great. I really like that casting choice. Go back. We've got loads of cool casting choices. Also, check out TK Adams on Instagram, who's taking all of our casting choices and drawing what they would look like. Like, you want to see what Miles Teller looks like with Bruce Wayne and Batman in this animated universe? I fucking tell you right now, he looks dope. You want to see what David Tennant looks like as Mark Hamill's Joker? He looks sick. So go check that out. All right, buddy. Let's do it. You first. Who do you want to see as Rupert Thorne in this universe? I didn't cast this one. My wife casted this one. Ooh, Because we were sitting in bed, watching the episode... And I said to her, I need to cast this role of Rupert Thorne. And she suggested somebody. And I was like, that's not a bad shout at all. All right. Well, who did your wife cast as Rupert um, Thorne? So we recently watched um, the Tetris movie. And although it was crap, uh, there was an actor in it that was playing just this sort of... He wasn't... Well, he was a he was the head of a corporation, but he was, you know, slimy, basically. Right. Um, and he's a very famous actor. He's actually a British actor, but I've seen him do American voices before. And he's a bit older. Um, and he just has this set, like, the thing about Rupert Thorne is he, he's got, and this is no pun intended, weight to him, right? Like, he, yes. he you know, when he, and he's in the room, you know that he's the head. His voice is so good. Yeah, and, and that's the thing, is that you, they need to have a great voice. So my uh, choice is, or my wife's choice, is Roger Allum. Roger Allum. Okay, let me. Who look you it. would know from Pirates of the Caribbean. You would know from uh, Woman oh, in v Black. Oh, V for Vendetta. V for Vendetta. He's in the uh, yeah. the Woman in Black as well. He's got a great voice. He's got a great voice. Oh, I see him in like a fedora here, which is a little Rupert Thorne yep. gangster. And if you search him in the Tetris movie, he wears a fat suit in that movie, and he definitely gives off the vibes of either a penguin or or a, a Rupert Thorne. Yeah, I was. I got penguin vibes from him as well. Um, okay, I I think your wife's choice is pretty good. I like it. Um, I can see where she's coming from in that. My choice. Um, I also went for someone that has that sort of gravitas to their voice and their presence. I also think my dude would look great in the uh, in the green waistcoat with the black tie that he got for Secret Santa <laughs> that we were talking about last episode. He also has the same sort of pushback hair. Uh, my choice is Brian Cox, who you know from Succession as the dad, you know from X Men Two it's a bit old, as Striker. I mean, how old is Rupert Thorne, buddy? I guess like, we don't know. You know, that's a very good choice. I think Brian Cox, like, I can see him getting angry over Harvey Dent stealing from him. I can see him being yeah. a sneaky. I can see him being the head of the mafia in Gotham. Yeah, I love it. That's perfect. Hey, two for two so far. Two well, for two. <laughs> I was going to say, whoops. 
Um, okay, I still think it, your wife's choice was great. I can see what, but Brian Cox, like that voice, I can see him being like just so menacing and just I mean, dirty. Have you? Have, did you look up a picture of him in Tetris? Because actually, he would make a really good penguin. Oh, he's a he would be a fantastic penguin. Say right? that with your fucking penguin choice, bud. Yeah, he might come back as my penguin choice. Yeah, he looks just like the penguin in it. Yeah, he does. All right, so Brian Cox is locked in as Rupert Thorne. I really like that. I think that would be really cool to see. So, yeah, continue listening as we go on. Every time we come across a new character, we'll cast them in our fan-casted live-action universe. What do you think? Do you guys have a better choice? Do you agree? Do you disagree? You can write us at BatmanTASPod on the socials or BatmanTASPod at gmail.com. All right, buddy, you ready to review this episode? I am. This episode is titled Two-Face Part 2, came out on November 14th, 1992, directed by Kevin Altieri. I've just realized it came out in 1992. (laughs) Directed by Kevin Altieri, written by Alan Burnett and Randy Rogel, featuring Kevin Conroy as Batman Bruce Wayne, Bob Hastings as Commissioner Gordon, Richard Mole as Harvey Dent in Two-Face, Murphy Cross as Grace Lamont, Robert Doqui as Doobie this time, he played the Doctor in the last episode, Mickey Dolenz as Min and Max, Matt Landers as Frankie, Diane Michelle as Candace, and John Vernon as Rupert Thorne. Um, no one knew in this episode except for Mickey Dolenz, who plays the the twins, mm-hmm. Two Faces Psychic, and there wasn't anything really of note to point out. So we're going to go straight into our utility belt of fun facts. And I don't have many facts for this episode either. This two-parter was heavy on the first one and less on the second. So what I've got for this second part is, during the beginning of the robbery, Two-Face tells everyone, for the next five minutes, I'm in control, which was spoken by Al Pacino in Dog Day Afternoon. Coincidentally, Pacino was offered the role of Two-Face as well. Oh, interesting. So, yeah. Oh! <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, Big Bad yeah. Hoff? Here comes the Big Bad Hoff! <laughs> <laughs> she had a great ass, two cheeks. <laughs> one for me and one for Big Bad Hall. <laughs> Next fact: Alfred asked Batman if they should warn the Second Bank of Gotham when looking at the list of two places. When looking at the list of places Two Face has been robbing, the Second Bank of Gotham is Two Face's target in the opening of Batman Forever. So another thing, Batman Forever took. I liked that scene because. Uh, I thought that Alfred had some good points, but Batman was just shooting him down immensely because Alfred's like, well, he's probably going to hit the two bags. He's like, no, that's not owned by Rupert Thorne, so it's not going to happen. So Alfred's like, okay, I guess that makes sense. But maybe he's going to hit them two times, sir. You know, that's his MO. And and Batman is like, no. Like, leave yeah, them. he shoots him down. He's and like, I'm like, buddy, why? And he's like, he's done with Thorne now. And I'm like, what evidence yeah. do you know that he's done with Thorne? He's like... I feel like he actually was a bit intimidated by what he said there. And he was like, <laughs> Alfred's a better detective Leave the detectiving me. to me, Alfred. Okay. <laughs> but you know that Batman turned around immediately and got a little notepad out and was like, may hit twice. Like, <laughs> you know, may hit locations twice. My idea, not Alfred. 
Alfred finds it like crumpled up in like a waste paper basket. It was like, I fucking knew that was a good idea. <laughs> It's amazing. Yeah, I, I really, I thought the same thing. I was like, buddy, that's a great suggestion. And he gets dismissed so quickly. I bet, I was like, I bet a two-faced cool. head, he'd be like, well, that's a great idea. <laughs> I should hit him twice. <laughs> Write that down. <laughs> and Albert's like, right? <laughs> my idea, not Alfred. <laughs> oh, for God's sake. That's two people that take my idea. Two people? <laughs> yeah, oh, dear. Uh, so if you pause at the right time in this episode you'll see that harvey has actually gotten a credit card with the name two-face on it (laughs) do you notice how did he get that approved (laughs) i mean seriously you have to go through so much to get approved (laughs) okay mr dent i have your card it's face mr face (laughs) is that legally changed yes just to clarify, your first name is two. First two. Oh, that's confusing. And last name is Face. Yes, I have two names. <laughs> and my second name is, is Face. Mr. Face. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you have to go through so much. You'd have to get, like, your license changes, change your name everything and then well, get a credit sc- you have to get a credit score bud yeah. like, he's well he's got perfect credit he's never done any you know? he's not in any debt he's mr face you might say that my credit score is in double digits uh, oh, well that's not a good credit score <laughs> fuck <laughs> that's a terrible credit score double up on that <laughs> oh dear stupid the climax of this episode influenced the climax of Batman Forever. Batman throwing coins into the air so Two-Face can't figure out which one belongs to him was used directly in Batman Forever. We even had Robert N. Skier come on the show and talk about that recently where he compared a lot of Batman Forever to the animated series. And yeah, as I go on, I'm realizing more and more like, wow, this show actually influenced that movie and Batman and Robin a lot. It's the same when we were doing Spider-Man, the animated series podcast, and we saw all of those episodes that were directly used in the films. Yeah. Because they're just like showreels to show like the studios, like this is what we're thinking of doing. And it's like, yeah. Yeah. And finally, this episode marks the first time that Batman's life has been saved by one of his enemies, in this case, Two-Face, who kicks a gun out of Rupert Thorne's hand to stop him from shooting Batman. A reverse of this situation happened in part one, where Batman knocked a gun out of the hands of Thorne's men, who was firing at Harvey. However, this incident caused the explosion that created Two-Face. So he may have saved Harvey's life, but created Two-Face. And then I like that. On the flip side, in the second episode, we've got Batman being saved by Two-Face in the same situation, kicking a gun out of someone's hand. I thought that was cool. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. How fucked up was that dream sequence, bud? Yeah, so, okay, let's get into this episode. What did you think of this episode? And let's talk about the dream sequence. The dream sequence was messed up because it seems like Bruce carries the weight of Harvey as heavy as the weight of losing his parents, right? I would think that he sees Harvey and when that's fucked up when Harvey's falling and he's just like, you, why couldn't you save me? Mm. And then you look down and underneath a fucking street lamp are his parents and they both look up at him like they're sad puppies. Mm. Like the look in their eyes, they're like dogs that like, like you know, <laughs> adopt me, please. Kind of fucked up though. Cause it's like, 
like he's like, I was a child when you guys were shot in an alleyway. Like, what do you think when it happened when he pulled the gun? Do you think like Thomas Graham was like, Bruce, why didn't you kung fu kick him and save us <laughs> with all of your kung fu training? Like, he, how old was Batman when his parents died? Like eight? Yeah, like ten. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it's, it's fucked up. Not as but cool. it, I mean, that's some real good Batman stuff, though, especially for a cartoon, right? Like, that's heavy. Where you're like, oh shit, that that poor dude is having a really hard time I think right he now. Needs to call Harvey's therapist. <laughs> now I want to speak to Big Bad Bruce. <laughs> Here I am. <laughs> it's me. Total opposite of his Batman voice. Big Bad Brucey boy. <laughs> Okay, bud, so what did you think of this episode as a whole, then? What, in comparing it to part one as well. I think well. part one's a lot better than this part. Because I agree. The problem I have is um, I love all of the how the animated series does uh, Harvey Dent having uh, a split personality. But the, the problem is that takes away from the whole chance and coin flipping thing. That just seemed like such an add-on to his character at this point. I would have saved the coin flipping and chance for a further episode like i would have just had him being split because right now he's more like oh i'm big bad half and he's uh and i think that if you are going to do the coin flip it should really be more emphasized that i'm either going to make a choice as harvey dent or i'm going to make a choice as big bad half you know yeah because he seems to go between the two a lot in this episode right like Big Bad Harv is is in the driver's seat, but Harvey does come in a lot and it seems like there's not much of a struggle. Like he sees the wedding through he sees the groom and the bride through the window and instantly he's Harvey thinking about Grace in that situation, yeah. right? So, yeah, Harvey seems to be able to come in quite a lot. So, the coin flipping thing, yeah, I, I agree, it was kind of shoehorned yeah, in. And he was immediately like, "Oh, everything's chance, everything's random." I'm like, like how did you how did you come to that conclusion now? Like where yeah, that they, really comes out of nowhere. They did say that it's been six months since Harvey escaped from the hospital. So he's had six months to, I guess, develop his two face persona. Yeah, but get, that's a, not, get a credit card. <laughs> that's not good enough for us though, is it? No, I agree. As an audience. Yeah. What did you think of the animation in this episode? Yeah, it was fine, but not as good as the last one. I agree. Again, the the animation was pretty good, but there were a few scenes that really were weird. Like there was that fight scene in the attorney's office where Batman's like trying to grab Harvey and Harvey does this like weird, like almost like a dance around Batman yeah. to get around him. It's really weird. And then later on, he's chasing Harvey down a hallway and it looks straight out of scooby I was going like, to say, it's, it, I think they may have like drawn over some like old drawings of fred running to, like to get yeah run. yeah all that was missing was that a classic sound for like the as they're like running <laughs> zoinks i've like got two personalities scoob well, batman is in scooby-doo so that's yeah he is that's true uh we didn't talk about this last episode what do you think about two faces theme and the music it's good it's sad yeah, that penny whistle is pretty haunting. But it's also, it, it helps with like the, there's something not right here, which I like. Yeah. Is it but, a penny whistle or a recorder? I've, I've said that now. It, um, it sounds more like a penny whistle. Okay. I have a, I have a penny whistle. I can try and play it. <laughs> Do you want to, let, let's we'll cut uh, it out if it doesn't work. I, where is it? Let me try and find it. One second. Okay. around here somewhere I, I haven't played this in years i just i just found it how do i do this again 
know there's a hole somewhere I need to put my finger on. That's what she said. I used to be able to play really well. I nearly had it. It was terrible. Well, that was close, though. That was pretty good. I used to be able to play the Lord of the Rings theme on it. And I used to have a great bend, like... (laughs) Oh, I used to love doing that, and I I haven't done it in years. Well, maybe we should pick it back up and learn the Two-Face theme for the next episode. Nah, I'm good. (laughs) So did you notice that Two-Face's twin goons looked a lot like Ron Howard? (laughs) Well, I do now. Right? Like, I was like, that looks like young Ron Howard. And I don't know why he had twins. Like, I get it. It's double. It's double. Two people. But you would think that one would be like, I don't know, like an attractive twin and the other one, the ugly twin. I don't like, you know what I mean? Because it's it's two sides to each coin. I guess so. But I mean, he's like, close enough. (laughs) (laughs) You guys have good credit. With our combined credit, we do. (laughs) Oh, combined. (laughs) So what I love about this episode is the folly of Two-Face's coin, though. Like, that hit such a nostalgia point for me that I've forgotten about. And I remember as a kid, after I watched this episode, whenever I flipped a coin, I would imitate that noise, either in my head or out loud. I'd be like... I just love that so much. It's the same as, like, the batarang going off, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah, it's just such a specific noise that I love. Um, I did laugh at the high scene, though, when Two-Face says, Before I go, I want you to give Rupert Thorne a message for me. And then he just shoots into the bookies. And I just imagine Rupert Thorne asking his men, like, Who did this and why? And they're like, It was Two-Face, boss. And he said to tell you, Braka, 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 braka. I'm on a diet. I can't eat that. <laughs> So after Bruce wakes up from his nightmare, he talks to Harvey out loud and he's looking at a newspaper clipping with Two-Face on it. Mm. But it's the most perfect headshot of Two-Face I've ever seen. And I'm like, how did the newspaper get that? Like, was that when Harvey took his picture when changing his identity? <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's why he needed a credit card. He needed to buy headshots. <laughs> I've got a new license. Yeah. Ooh, this has got my good side. This is, yeah, Mr. Face, it says on my license. This is my picture. <laughs> So there's a cool little Easter egg in this uh, in this episode when Grace is looking at a picture of Harvey and starts crying and a teardrop lands on half of Harvey's face in the picture. I thought that was cool. And later on, when she goes to the casino, she walks through double doors and one of the windows double is... Double doors. Yeah, yeah. But going with that theme, one of the windows is fine and the other one is cracked and splintered. And I was oh, like, well, that's a nice touch. And he even did the Batman Forever like scenario where he's his the casino is half and half i didn't realize until watching it this time oh really yeah it's like half dark and half white and he's like separated down the middle and i was like shit batman forever so another thing they took i feel like if they made harvey dent actually have like a secret gambling problem it would make more sense for his like opinion on chance you know yeah that's true that would be another like if if big bad harv comes out and he's like like, oh no my but, but one side of my personality is a terrible gambling addict and he's getting me into all types of trouble. That would be 
I think really interesting for the character because the whole chance thing yeah, comes out of nowhere. Harvey gets in deep with like bookies and he owes them money and that's when he starts becoming corrupt yeah. as well as Big Bad Harv. That would have been fucking cool, man. Yeah. I like that. Well, another episode rewritten by Will Robson. Hey. <laughs> I like it a bit more. Did you notice that Candace's disguise as a detective is basically the female version of Bruce Wayne's suit? She's in a brown suit with a yellow shirt and a black tie, and it's the same exact color scheme as Bruce Wayne's suit. I gotta admit something, but that Candace character was doing a lot for me in this episode. <laughs> Do you know what? I came around to your thinking in this one where I was like, she basically got the job done, and she did it in a really, like, in a way where I was like, God damn, Candice, you got it going on, baby. She's got me a bit of a Christina Hendricks Mad Men vibe going on. And yes. I am into that. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, I'm just saying, I'm just letting you know that a cartoon character is pretty fit. That's all I'm trying to say. <laughs> a cartoon character that's not well known unless you're a massive fan of this show. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> there's yeah, Jessica Rabbit I, I and then like, there's Candice from Batman the Animated Series. <laughs> it's like, that's the art that I have my wall. I'm like... Yes, I do. I have a, a an animation self from Batman the Animated Series, my favorite character. They're like, oh, really? Who's it? Batman, Penguin, Riddler? Uh, it's Candace. <laughs> you're like, who? Candace. You know, Ca- Candace, you know. Oh, is that the woman from Mask of the Phantasm that he falls in love with? No. <laughs> oh, is that, is Candace Catwoman's name? No. Who's Candace? Go watch Two Parts of Two-Face. <laughs> She's the best character in the whole show, baby. Whole show. So I thought this was interesting as well. And another reason that Batman is a bad detective, Thorne's attorney has double in his last name. So for Batman to be like, he's done with Thorne, yet the attorney for Thorne has double in his last name. You weren't like, hmm, Two-Face. He's rubbing places that have yeah. two in it. <laughs> Alfred in the background, do- like, ah! <laughs> He's like, this is something I'm really... In England, we watch a lot of matching word quiz shows. I think this might be a clue, sir. <laughs> Alfred always beats me in University Challenge, and it really pisses me off. <laughs> Alfred and Batman sitting down and watching University Challenge. And the question oh comes God, up, and Alfred's amazing. like, I know it. Would you care to guess, Master Bruce? He's like, mm, no, I'll, I'll let you do this one, Alfred. <laughs> he really has no fucking idea. And as Alfred starts saying it, where Alfred's yeah. like, Brazil, he's like, Brazil. Yeah, Brazil. That's what I was going to say. I'm glad you've yeah, been yeah. keeping up with it, Alfred. Yeah. <laughs> so another reason that Batman's a bad detective is Two Faces hiding out at a abandoned casino called Wild Deuce. Yeah. Buddy, I mean, why did it take you that long? That This is the classic thing is he's the world's greatest detective, but all of his villains like hide out in the most stereotypical places that you think they'd hide out. <laughs> it's so easy. And like, we know Batman knows the full map of Gotham. Like you could easily just be like, maybe he's in a place called Wild, like anything that has to do with two, like just, just do yeah. that. Yeah, he'll be there. Yeah. <laughs> he'll definitely be if it's, there. If, if it's two for one drinks, happy hour, cocktail, the Two-Face might be there getting wasted, you know? Where is the Joker? The last time I saw him, he was in a place called Lafco. And this time, mm, let me go through my list. Okay, abandoned amusement park. No, he wouldn't be there. No. Um, okay, Ace Chemicals, where he would... No, he wouldn't be there. Uh... Chuckles clown costumes. No, he would never go there. Mm, uh, uh, imported Italian leather. He's there. 
<laughs> also, there's so many failed businesses in Gotham. Like, how many companies go under that have something parallel with a with a villain where it like just fits perfectly? It's like not only does it have to do with my persona, but it's abandoned. Yeah, it's true. So I found it interesting that uh, Two Face goes the extra mile by getting a half and half suit, but when it comes to a fedora and trench coat, he just sticks with solid yeah. gray. I'm like, buddy, if you're going to commit, commit I, all I the way. I spent all my credit card money on this suit. <laughs> <laughs> that's why he's rubbing places he's like i need extra cash for my double my, my double addiction oh my interest rates are twofold uh. <laughs> so we get the first appearance of the bat cycle in this episode what do you think of the look of the bat cycle in this i always show? love it and i always love uh batman's helmet always reminds me of dark knight returns it's good stuff i like how they go with like a sports bike like it's still like it's cool it's really cool how it's like slick like the batmobile and like you yeah know, well he wouldn't lines. be riding a hog or a chopper would he I kind of want to see Batman ride like a Harley, though. I was thinking that, like, he would look dope with that helmet on as well. Yeah, he's got a zigzag. He's, he's you know, he's driving like a Mitsubishi or something it's got like that. Flare on the handlebars. <laughs> Have you? I, I've seen people ride those bikes. Like, how do you turn when your hands are like above you, and your arms must get so tired? And what if you're riding next to someone who does not use arm, like, you know, uh, armpit stink? They're gonna stink. <laughs> My brain forgot the word for deodorant, so I went, oh, pit stick. <laughs> Smell good. Uh, yeah, that's true. Uh, that would be annoying, especially if you're Batman and like you've got all of this like cape and everything and you're just going to hold your hands up above your I, head. I nearly knocked over a couple guys on Harley motorcycles when I was first driving up to university to Vermont. And I was driving in this huge Jeep Grand Liberty or Cherokee. I can't remember which one it was. And the car was packed to the nines with all of my stuff, so I couldn't use my rearview mirrors or anything. And I was just on this beautiful country road. I was listening to like Owen Brothers, a Grateful Dead. It was sunny. There was cows. I was having a great time. And uh, great day for a murder. I just went to to overpass um, this car that was going slow in front of me. And as I went to turn, I saw next to me a guy on a Harley, like, oh, because he was doing the same thing. He was overturning. I was like, oh, shit. And I turned back and two two bikes went past me. I was like, damn, I nearly knocked over two guys on motorcycles in my big, like, Jeep truck. That would have been awful as my first day of university. Like, how's your first day of uni going? Well, I killed two men. <laughs> two? <laughs> oh, yeah, back to the story, I guess. <laughs> uh, the Matt artwork of Two-Face reading yeah, Thorns. Yeah, good stuff. Like, his eyes were like, you know that Felix the cat clock yeah. when we were kids? That's what his eyes did. They like, just like a clock, they were reading in such a weird, synced way. And they were going up and down I as like well it. as side to side. You like all the Matt stuff in this show, don't you? I, it's beautiful. It, it's, it reminds me, I don't know what, it does remind me of something. I just don't know what it is. Just the a vibe of it. I just love it. Uh, actually, you know what it reminds me of, weirdly? Spongebob. They do a lot of matte paintings in Spongebob as well. Oh, okay. Even though this came well, like, before Spongebob. And they did Ren and Stimpy. They did a lot of matte mm, paintings in Ren and Stimpy and stuff like that. I think it's an effective use of bringing weight and gravitas to something. Yeah, I mean, I do like how it's all shadowed and like obviously way more detailed than the normal animation. But yeah, the eyes reading were was a bit weird in this. And it, it held for like five seconds. Um, so Batman definitely breaks every bone in one of the twins hands when he like enters the attorney's office did you hear the several breaking noises as he crushed the guy's hand yeah he, that guy got wrecked 
Yeah, and he's fine later on. He's like shooting the gun. I'm like, buddy, your hand is your. You've been maimed for life. Like you're never using that hand again. Oh yeah, yeah, he's wrecked. But speaking of wrecked, Batman meets his greatest enemy in this episode, which is a fucking janitor's cart. <laughs> a janitor's yeah. cart takes Batman out. Like he gets knocked the fuck out, and he can't walk for the rest of the episode. The like, way he's hurt. The way he stands up is me getting off the sofa every day. Just he's like, oh. <laughs> Yeah, he makes that noise getting off the yeah. bike, and that that was an old man noise. Um, um, also, you know that guy totally took a peek under his mask. You're a janitor, and you see Batman comically has slipped basically on the banana peel of life <laughs> and is laying on the floor. You're going to take a peek. Just put, put the caution wet floor sign over Batman. Like, I don't know what happened. It was there the whole time. <laughs> Batman's like, my mask feels different. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, Mr. Wayne. It's Everything's fine. <laughs> Oh, fuck. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> it's my imaginative. Oh. <laughs> um, I did find it interesting, though, that we've actually seen Batman injured for a long period of time. Like, usually he'll get, like, punched and, you know, like, get hurt, but he instantly bounces back. But he, he had that injury for the rest of the episode, mm. which we haven't seen yet. Like, he's human, and, you know, we're seeing him be vulnerable. I thought that was good. When Two-Face is looking at the bride and groom models in the window, I giggled because I just imagined him thinking about what his wedding day was like because he obviously was thinking about Grace. And I was just thinking, he's like, gonna need a half and half cake. <laughs> Double espressos. <laughs> oh, nice. Two types of mains. <laughs> and a DJ who only plays you two songs. Oh, no. <laughs> Ghost of my favorite Dave Matthews song. Two step. <laughs> oh, you got a Dave Matthews shirt on. <laughs> that's funny. Oh, that's amazing. I've got, yeah, this just... one's for you, Gracie. Oh, I'm in love. I gave you with love. Grace. Show you. Oh, that's amazing. Also, like, would he. Would he be in black and she be in white, or would he make her wear a half black, half white dress? Like he's like, we're going full out. Like that's fun. Half and half, baby. That sounds fun. Yeah, that does sound fun, right? Like half funeral, half wedding. That'd be cool. The wedding starts at two, but the funeral <laughs> starts at four. Well, who's dying? By single side. <laughs> Grace just rolls her eyes. Oh, brother. So what do you think of Two-Face's pillowcase that's, like, hiding his ugly side? I thought that was such a weird thing for him to do. Just jokes. Just, like, the cheesecloth over his face. I think it made it ten <laughs> yeah. times worse. Because he had this big yellow eye underneath just, like, staring at it. Like, I'm fine. <laughs> It'll heal. <laughs> it's just a little tender right now, Grace. <laughs> now, imagine if he forgot what side it's on and she walks in and it's on the other side. <laughs> Grace, it's me. She's like, ah! <laughs> Do you have any neosporin? <laughs> shit stings. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I thought it was so pointless because I'm like, buddy, she's seen what you look like already. She fainted, but it, she's but it, seen it. It reminded me of the original Fly because in that movie, when, he, when the guy accidentally turns into the Fly uh, and his wife wants to come in and talk to him, he puts a bag like over his head oh. and so that she doesn't see what the monster that he's become. So oh, that's I feel cool. like it might be a little bit of an ode to that. Oh, you're probably right. Especially, yeah, being that the writers were probably influenced by films like that. Mm. 
Also, do you think he cut the hole out of that eye or did the, the twins like, he's like, grab a napkin and he like puts it on his head. <laughs> Grace is going to be here yeah. any minute. <laughs> cut an eye hole. Good job. Be dead, be dead, delicate. <laughs> he just there sneezes a- and it comes right off. <laughs> <laughs> she walks in and he's at you. <laughs> Don't look at me. <laughs> it's allergy season. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Uh, Grace also puts Harvey's ugly hand up to her cheek. And I know mm. that was her being like, I don't care what you look like under there. But I grossed me out. I was like, oh, get that. Like it being blue and scaly. I was like, get that thing away from your same, face. Same as the fly. He's got one fly arm. So I really think that they were kind of leaning into that. Shit, man. You might have discovered something there. That's really cool. So how long do you think Rupert Thorne was waiting to say, at last we meet face to face Two-Face. Two-Face. <laughs> like, do you think for six months he's been like, oh, I can't wait to say this to him. That's Mr. Face to you. <laughs> no, no, you ruined the joke. Go back, Two-Face. Listen, your name is Two-Face, and we're meeting Face Two-Face. You get it? You could have just done it. Just Face Two-Face. That would have been funnier. <laughs> but you've got two faces, and I've got a third face, you see. So technically, it's Face Two-Face. <laughs> <laughs> He flipped a coin and like, should I shoot this motherfucker right now? <laughs> yeah. So at the end, Batman tosses the box of silver dollars at Two-Face and Batman forevers him. Thorn and his men are taken to jail, along with Grace accompanying Harvey as he's also put in a squad car. Batman flips Harvey's coin into a fountain and it lands good side up. Another thing Batman forever took from this show. And Batman walks away and that is the end of the episode. And I just want to say that we don't talk about the performances of this show a lot because we have said plenty of times they're just the best. So we don't gush over them loads because they are always going to be the best of anything Batman out there. But I just wanted to take a second to say that Kevin Conroy and Richard Mull both absolutely smashed these episodes as Batman, Bruce Wayne and Harvey Dent and Two-Face. And I think that you, you really feel like the emotions, like especially when Harvey's looking for his coin in the, a lot of coins and he's like wailing and he's freaking out. I thought Richard Mole like really brought a lot of emotion and gravity to that. So I think it's good stuff, bud. Yeah, I agree. All right. That is the end of this episode. Next episode is titled It's Never Too Late. Do you remember anything about that episode from just hearing that title? Or is that something that you've forgotten about? Is that the Clock King? No, that's a good guess because time is in it, but it's not the Clock King. Um, No, I don't know. Okay, well, we'll have to wait and find out until next episode review. All right, our first category of the day is Love That Batman. Love That Batman! So... Do you have a love that Batman moment for me from this episode? I, there's a couple, but I, the one cracked me up when um, the one of the the twins like saw Batman is there, and he's like, Duh! and it just like pans. And Batman's just standing like with his chest like fully pumped out, like I'm yeah. Batman. Yeah, and his music's playing. He's got his hands like in the doorway, like yeah. blocking them from escaping. Yeah, that was mine. But there's a little moment that happens right after that where one of the goons pulls a gun on him and Batman just grabs the gun and chucks it behind him, but he's still making direct eye contact with the goon, like, that ain't gonna work on me. And I think that was just so Batman, because he's just like, take that, goodbye, okay, now I'm gonna break your fucking hand. Mm. I love that. Pretty much the same one for us both. 
Okay, our next category is Riddle Me This, William. Focus! 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 But you'll still have to answer the riddle. I can't believe it's luck. Oh, darn. Now there's a riddle for you. A lucky guess, that's all. Now, now, no sore losers. This is a game I play with my brother where I ask him several questions based off the episode we just watched to see if he was paying attention. Feel free to play along at home and let us know how you did. All right, question one. Are you ready, buddy? I am. What is the apartment number of Rupert Thorne's bookie joint at the very start of this episode? The two. Twenty-two. Two-two-two. Yay! Really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> For anyone that was listening, I was basically like, keep on going, motion. Rolling his finger, (laughs) nodding his head. (laughs) Two, two, two. Question two. How much much is Thorne's contract on Two-Face? Two million. One million per face. Yes, so two million is correct. Well done. Question three. What is the name of the casino which doubles as Two Faces Hideout? Doubles. You said it already. I did. Uh, the, 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 the magic duel or something like that. No, it has to do with two, doesn't it? Yeah, duel. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's okay. Um, second hand. I gotta go drop a deuce. Deuce is wild. The wild deuce. Wild deuce. Well done. And then I gotta go drop her. <laughs> big fat poo is the answer. <laughs> His hideout is a big fat poo. His hideout is the big fat poo. Which is... That's where Batman would go looking for him. He's like, two faces behind yeah. the big fat poo. Alfred, I've got to go check it. Check every bathroom in Gotham. He's doing a number two somewhere. <laughs> There's a bonus question for you here. What is the name of the attorney whose office is broken into by Two-Face and his two twin goons? So it's Rupert Thorne's attorney, and it says it on the door. And I even said it earlier that his name has uh in his surname. You probably won't get it, but I thought maybe it has you'll catch it. has double in his surname. It does, so I'll give you half points. <laughs> half points for that. Um, do you have any guesses on what it is? It's double blank. Double U. One syllable. One syllable word. Du- double. Double trouble. That's not one syllable. Uh, double. I've never had anybody with double in their name. I know. So that's why I didn't think you'd get it. But maybe I thought. Double. Oh, double Steen. Close. It's double Berg. Not, it's not close at all, actually. It's Double Day. <laughs> double Day. Which is Double Door's brother. <laughs> <laughs> double day's me when it's like fucking yeah why did you meet my brother double yeah, day this is my brother double day <laughs> he's having quite the day twice that, go, that goes double for me it's <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. stupid that goes double for me uh-huh. <laughs> bye bye <laughs> <laughs> <Good> what <laughs> 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 For all the listeners out there, there's this little bit in Harry Potter and Prisoner, Prisoner of Azkaban, Azkaban yeah. where Hermione and Harry come back from the past and they literally end up right in the spot where Dumbledore left them. And they're like, we did it. And he goes, did what? Good night. And he just goes off screen in such like a like a gliding way with Good twiddling night. his So fingers. sassy. Good night. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
And we've said it ever since you picked up on that. We've nonstop quoted that randomly for years. Well, that was one thing that I thought it was but what? Because um, that's what me and my wife used to say all the time. Oh, yeah. They're, like, right, they're like, but, 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 and he says, but what? Good night. And then that's why me and my wife started going, like saying, but what all the time. <laughs> Stupid. That's some old school family humor right there. But what? Big time. All right, our next round of games is Ace the Bat Sound. This is a game I play with my brother where I play a character's theme tune or leitmotif for all you music heads out there, and Will has to guess who it belongs to. He gets extra points if he can describe what happens in the episode, or even more if he can name the episode. Typically, the music is from characters' first appearances in this show. Are you ready for your sound clip? I am. guesses killer croc not a bad guess but incorrect uh, i do have a voice clip from the yeah, episode go if you'd on, like then. a clue hey i get to finally do it i get to finally play don't you fucking guess right now okay ready here there's an incense shop infidel <laughs> okay that's two now, I wasn't going to play... The character is not voiced in there, because if I played the character's voice, you would guess it right away. It's just a lot but of I, footsteps. Yes, but there is someone calling Batman an infidel and pushing him out the way because he tried to go in front of his master. Do you remember that from Ray the episode? Bingo, buddy, you got it! That was a pretty good guess. You kind of said it as a question, but <laughs> you got the right answer. Uh, do you remember that in those episodes, or is those episodes gone from your brain? Uh, you know, I'm not the big ra- big rage guy. Yeah, I know you're not, but that uh, has always been something that I remembered from those episodes of Batman being constantly pushed out of the way if he ever tried to go in front of Rache. He was, Ubu would push him out the way. And I remember us laughing at that because that would constantly happen in these episodes. So that's why I included it. But maybe that's just me. Maybe that's just you. All right. Well, well done. You still got it. Um, I'm not going to ask you what happens in the episode or what the titles are because you probably don't remember. Uh, Batman goes and he fights shirtless Rachel Gould with swords. That does happen. So, yeah, you get some partial points for that. I think when you said Batman goes, I thought you were going to be like on European vacation. <laughs> they, they hop over some lava. Nope. No lava. Well, it's like, yeah, I think so. No, I think you're thinking of the samurai epi- or the ninja episode. Yes, I am. Yeah, which is fair. You can get those two confused. Anyway, it's called The Demon's Head or The Demon's Quest. I didn't write that down properly. It's one of those, The Demon's Head or The Demon's Quest, and it's uh, a two-parter. All right, our new category of the day is You've Got Mail. Oh, by the way, this came for you an hour ago by Messenger. You've Got Mail. 
Thank you, Alfred. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> all right. This is our new category where all of our listeners, I've gathered your comments from Spotify, from Apple Podcasts, from YouTube, from social media, from email. I've gone ahead and done it. All right. I've done some extra work. There's not one place that people like to write in, so I've accepted that, and I'm kind of just gathering it. So I picked some of the best, and I'll read them out each episode. So if you guys want to do that, go check us out on socials at BatmanTASPod, or go check us out, uh, or go email us at BatmanTASPod at gmail.com. Write in what you think of our episode, or write in what you think of episodes that we've reviewed, anything that we may have missed, any cool facts, anything of note. Just write us in, let us know. All right. First bit of mail has been written in by Anton Holtzman, who gave us our Cape Caper scenario earlier. He wrote this on Spotify, commenting on our last episode for the Two-Face Part 1. He said, great episode, great podcast with interesting fun facts, honest reviews, and a lot of fun. I sometimes lie on the ground laughing uncontrollably like the Joker. 11 out of 10 podcast, great for fans like me. That was really nice. That's very kind. Yeah, I'm rarely going to read one where it's like, fuck these guys. Oh, but maybe every do. now and then. <laughs> yeah, every now and then. Well, I'll tell you what, there was one on TikTok the other day where he's like, if I want a misinformed, unfunny podcast, I'll be sure to listen to yours. Oh, I'll like, be sure to start my own. <laughs> <Yeah>. Prick. <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> See, it's a good balance. We'll do that. You know how much Next work is- we do for this shit? I should be watching the Masters right now, and I've been spending two hours talking to my dumbass brother, so <laughs> fuck you, guy. Yeah, fuck you. You're like, wait Next a minute, you, you insulted me. <laughs> <laughs> you two-time me. Ew. Next Double one is crossed. from... At- <laughs> Next one is from at G-N-I-M-N, at Jinnum, which was on YouTube on our Diane Pershing interview, The Voice of Poison Ivy. Jinnum has said, I've listened to nearly every Diane Pershing interview, and this one has to be my favorite. Oh, wonderful job. Nice. Yeah, wonderful job. And the looping screen art is amazing as well. Uh, for all you guys that don't know, we take portions of our podcast, like our main episode reviews or our interviews with guests, and we put them up on YouTube. There's some really cool animation looping art that I've put together. So you can go check us out at Batman TAS Pod on YouTube. Subscribe, because if we get up to a thousand subscribers, we can start monetizing that content, baby. Yes, we want money. And finally, the last write-in from one of our listeners is Gabrielle Bacal on Instagram. Spectacular podcast. Beat has inspired me since my childhood, and I'm so glad to have the opportunity to listen to a podcast dedicated to my favorite show. All my best wishes for you too, too, and great job. <laughs> Did you say too? P- P.S. I laughed a lot with the improvised, improvised story of Santa Alfred and Batman being bad detectives. It was amazing. That feels like a lifetime ago. <laughs> that was ago like that the we did first that. skit, wasn't it? Yeah, first or second skit before we did like proper Batman and Robin as well. We were doing Batman and Alfred. But um, if it holds up, it holds up. That's fine by me. All right. Thank you to everyone that wrote in. Really appreciate that. Again, find us on socials or write us an email and write in what you think of the pod, what you think about our opinions, what you think of the episode itself. And yeah, if you guys are nice, I'll read it on the show. If you're not nice, then maybe if it's funny, I'll include it and me and Will will just shit on you for a couple minutes. Sound good? Yeah, I love shitting on people. I like taking a number two right on <laughs> a big, your a big fat audio chest. <laughs> 
All right, our final category of the day is what you're doing with your life. Buddy, what gets you out of bed in the morning? What keeps you going? What are you watching, reading, thinking about, listening to? All of your offices, what are you putting in them? I recently watched WrestleMania and thought it was pretty subpar. I I used to be a big wrestling fan. And now I just dip my toes in and out. I used to watch a lot of AEW, but I don't really anymore. And I just hop in when I fancy it. Always watch the Royal Rumble, always watch WrestleMania, but... Yeah, the guy that was supposed to win definitely did not win. So that was a bit of a shame. Uh, what else am I doing? I watched 12 Angry Men the other day with my wife and it was very good. Great film. Because apparently like nice. uh, like the Gen X is like or Z has like discovered it. And they're saying stuff like, I don't know black and white movies could be good. And everyone online is like smacking their foreheads. Like every film shoot around the world, it's like grabbing kids like, yeah, Uh, but yes that's good and i guess there's not too much going on i mean i'm watching the masters so i'm really i'm i'm living my best white life currently i'm I'm, I'm eating club sandwiches for lunch i'm drinking homemade almond palmas Um, is your club sandwich a double decker oh it's triple actually sorry um and i uh i'm just watching guys millionaires hit golf balls and i'm loving it well, I just watched the film Banshees of Inisherin oh, yeah. because of all of the all of the praise it got, and maybe because I went in with higher expectations because of the hype, I found it very strange. I liked parts of it, and I know what the message was. I understood it was. You know how you said what was the bad end of the scale? It was like White Lotus to Cobra Kai, right? It was a bit too white lotus for me in the sense where I'm like, all of these hidden messages and shit mm. like, I get it. The civil war that was going on is also representing the war that these two friends are having, internal struggles, blah, blah, blah. I get it. But it's just like, it's a bit of nothing. And they try to make it something and you're waiting for something bigger to happen and it doesn't. And I guess that makes it a bit more realistic and a bit different, which is probably why it got attention. But yeah, I won't spoil anything because maybe you'll watch it one day. Um, it just, I don't know, it had some weird vibes to it where I was like, this is a bit too film scorely for my liking. I think that's what it was. It's so. fine. I mean, it's, it's hard to do anything where you, you're specifically trying to do an auteur message can easily be taken as wank immediately. It's such a fine balance between making something entertaining, but also with a deeper message and also a what if like i think uh a movie that does that pretty well i suppose is something like um inception where you don't know at the end if he's still dreaming or not so it gets it's thought provoking but also you got basic entertainment there of pew pew pow pow and all that type of stuff yes yeah uh, but then again a lot of people find inception rather confusing and don't they general audience yeah but there is that level of action like blockbuster Mm. sense to that where this did not have that this was like i'm gonna you know make a it felt like an indie movie like i'm gonna make a little small film for me and it's about these two guys that live in ireland and like one of them doesn't want to be friends with the other go it sounds like that's what it was like i watched this movie which I thought it looked good by the trailer and I thought it was going to be right up my street because I do like movies like that. And I, I know you do. You might like this movie. And I watched something, it was called oh, Licorice Pizza, I think it was called. Oh, I've heard of that. How was fucking that? fucking dreadful. It was so bad. <laughs> and like, there was like, like pretty much like slight, slight pedophilia in there. And oh, weird. Like, it just made no fucking sense. It went nowhere. And 
the way it started, I was like, oh, I'm grooving with this. Um, and it just, it just was just a shit film. And like, for me, there's nothing worse. Like, it's like when I watched that stupid fucking horror movie the other day, there's nothing worse than like, I have such limited time to sit and enjoy new content. And when content is bad, I take it very personally. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> fuck you for wasting my time. And if someone recommended it, you get so pissed yeah. off at them. <laughs> I, I watched also the other day, a short, mostly me. Yeah. <laughs> I watched a short horror film the other day because I'm, I'm writing a horror book currently for IDW. And I, if you look at my phone, it will spook the shit out of you because it's full of spooky faces. I'll just show it for you. Because um, my wife has to sometimes go on my phone and she's like, oh, I can't go through your pictures right now. If you go through my pictures, you'll see a bunch oh, of God. spooky faces everywhere. That's like, you know, when you see in a serial killer movie, they've got like a notebook full of like terrible sketches. Yeah. That's what your phone looks like right now. Yeah, yeah. My wife's just like trying to look something up. I'm like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Bleeding from the eyes and mouth? Ignore that face with that eyes bleeding and from the mouth or that lady with long arms and legs. It looks like a witch. But um, yeah, I've been trying to find horror content to to, um, get me excited for this project. So I tried to just watch some short films on YouTube and and I I couldn't get through one because it made no fucking sense. It was called like The Sky or something like that. And it was these two girls and they're sitting in like chairs and they're looking at a huge storm that's on the horizon. And then they're like, do you want to take mushrooms? And this like girl looks around like, what? No, we can't do that. And she's looking around and then they take mushrooms and everything gets weird. And the sky starts like killing everybody and it just kills everybody in the end. And I'm like, are you trying to say that they were going to die anyway? Because if you are like, I think the whole thing was like, is this really happening or not? Like, are they actually dying that's or are they on so mushrooms? Stupid. But, and look, I'm totally fine with that because that's literally what I'm right. That's the way I'm writing my book right now. But if you have the scene start with a lady looking around, being like, we can't eat those mushrooms, we'll get in trouble. That clearly means that it's not happening because if she has the sensibility to look around, be like, oh, the world's ending, but oh my God, I could get arrested. That makes no fucking sense, right? So yes, clearly yeah. you're already telling me that. So I just have to sit there and watch your shitty independent movie. I fucking hate it. <laughs> and when it was done, my wife went, ah, like vocally. She was like, it was so shit. And when they were eating mushrooms, they're like, no cap. No, it was all caps. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Is there anything you want to add before we jet off? Uh, be good to each other. Yeah. Be good to each other. That's a nice message, buddy. Wow. That's, that's nice. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to take it. I'm not going to make you double down on that one. <laughs> All right, if you want to contact us to ask us any questions or write in a Cape Caper scenario, you can do that by emailing batmantaspod at gmail.com or reach us at batmantaspod on the socials. And please remember to leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening to us on right now. Well, that's all the time we've got for this week. Join us next time where we'll continue talking all things Batman, the animated series. Until then, I've been Alex Robson. And I've been Big Dirty Sexy Harvey. <laughs> it's a new personality. Oh, yeah. I know. This is horny. Harvey. <laughs> Why is Tony Harvey coming right I'm at the end? I'm standing at the pick and mix and I'm choosing what's going to get me off. <laughs> and I'm buying for two. <laughs> and remember that we are vengeance. We are the night. We are a podcast. Doodles! Adios! <laughs> What's that?
we are recording. <laughs> oh. <laughs> have you fucking had six of them already? This is a homemade Arnold motherfucking Palmer. Oh, shit, son. Homemade lemonade mixed with homemade iced tea with two slices of lemon in a gin goblet with lots of ice. Spikes. Oh, you bougie bitch. Oh. <laughs> Harvey. <laughs> no. It is delicious. Mm, looks nice. Would you like, right... to, like to know my recipe? It's the right texture. Well, do you want to... Do you, do you want this in the post-credits? Do you want everyone to know your Arnold Palmer recipe? If you would like to make yourself a homemade Arnold Palmer, this is how you do it. Take a litre of water, cold. It's being super posh and white with bobs. That's right. I made this to watch the Masters, which is a golf tournament that lasts for four days, and I've been watching it non-stop, and it's been great. <laughs> Hello, everybody. <laughs> Take one litre of cold water. Preferably filtered as to get the right taste. Add four tea bags and keep refrigerated for anywhere from six to ten hours, depending like on taste. Combo Maggie Smith and Julia Child is the way you're describing I'm trying to do the Queen. <laughs> oh, not good Queen. <laughs> then take three tablespoons of maple syrup. Remove the tea bags from the you, water. You're not posh enough for the queen and right now. Pour it in. You take two, two fucking. <laughs> you take the fucking thing. You remove the fucking tea bags. <laughs> you put in three tablespoons of maple syrup. Big bang bosh in in the pot. You stir it all round. Boom! You've got homemade sweet tea. It's fucking delicious, mate. <laughs> fucking delicious. And the key is to use maple syrup because that really brings out the flavour instead of sugar syrup, which nah, it's fucking naff, mate. Then you just make homemade lemonade, which everyone knows how to do. Like I'm not going to te- teach anybody how to do that. Sugar, lemons, water. Done. Sugar, sugar lemon, water. Sugar, lemon, like water. <laughs> sugar, lemon, water. Banana, banana, banana. <laughs> sugar, sugar, lemon, lemon water. <laughs> sugar, sugar, lemon, water. Ba, 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 and then ba, you do. 40% lemonade and 60% iced tea. Put some lemons in there. Put a shit ton of ice. Preferably in a big fuck off gin goblet. Have a little burp. burp. And then have a sip. <laughs> um, singing the Mario song. Are you interested in seeing that film that's just come out? I will see it, but I will not pay money for it. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same way. I've also seen that it's been kind of hammered. But then it's like, what do you expect? It's a fucking film about Super Mario. Yeah, it's Chris Pratt doing Super Mario. It can't be that good. When he's like, <laughs> It's me, let us, Mario. Let us go to the Mushroom Kingdom. I'm like, I'm going to have to sit and listen to that for fucking yeah. two hours. Although I, I'm looking forward to Charlie Day's Luigi and Jack Black's King Cooper. I guess so. But yeah, I, I do like the originals. The OG's the best. <laughs> like us, we're the OG's. You ready to do this shit? <laughs> Segway. <laughs> Terrible one. Yes, two posh white children are the original gangsters of podcasting. Let's do it. <laughs> All right, in three, two, one.